Jason is here. Hello, everyone. I'm Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a story around Dave Filoni. What does his new title mean from a Vanity Fair article? It's already spinning out of control. Well, we'll tell you exactly what it is without all of the hyperbole, I hope. And uh, today I'm joined by Bespin Bulletin. Rob might be here. I'm not sure. I sent him the thing, but I think he's, you know, Thanksgiving week, kind of a traumatic uh, week for everybody because you got to kill the turkey yourself and everything. How's it going, Mr. Bespin? It's all right. I was enjoying our game of Fortnite before we had to rush off and write and do this and everything else. And thank you to Chris Spreezy for being our uh, Janine in the Ghostbusters um, firehouse who hits the the bell for us to get on the little flagpole and, you know, scoot Best down. Bespin, <laughs> we got one. Bespin, we got one. <laughs> we got one. <laughs> uh, does it have white robes? No, it doesn't. But we're going to go take care of it anyways. So, yeah. Um, like I said, there's like a lot of just BS already going on around, around mm. this in the first five minutes. Like I knew the answer when I asked you, okay, I already knew the answer, but I was yeah. like, does this make him Kevin Feige? No, it doesn't. Um, um yeah, that's, that's what we were like. We need to do a show because all these people <laughs> are going to start flipping it and saying this, there's something that it's not. Yeah. If you go it's to Dave a, Filoni's a... Lucasfilm page, it says Dave Filoni, executive vice president slash chief creative officer now. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, go on. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'm just saying that. Yeah, Chief Creator Officer is his new role. He definitely has that promotion, mm-hmm. but it's and he explains himself what the promotion is essentially, mm-hmm. or what this new role means. But right. he is not Kevin Feige. Like, no, no, this Kevin isn't. Feige. This isn't um, another brick in the wall in your culture mm-hmm. war. That's going to keep you know whatever you don't like out of Star Wars. Sorry, it's just not. That's not the thing that you think it is. That that's that's the subtext to a lot of the. A lot of the, oh, God, he's he's Kevin Feige now. And it's like, well, and, and I also find that extraordinarily stupid from from those people when it's, he's the man who literally put the Marvels yeah. out this week or whatever it's been. It's and, like, Kevin, and Kevin Feige, like, he is the Marvel Studios president as well as being a CCO. And he took over the role of CCO in 2019 when uh, Marvel Studios were able to get the Marvel TV rights. You know, because gotcha. there was a different company that was doing it at the time. And now Feige oversees both the movies, the films. He's the president. Basically, there's three people that's mentioned in here. Filoni, Kathy, and Carrie Beck. I'm, I'm sorry, but I feel a presence. Oh, no. It's, it's, I don't know what the, what you call it. It's, it's, it's dark. It's, it's felonious. It's felonious D. It's my birthday. Oh my God. It's my birthday year, Jason. I'm at my birthday every day. I get presents and now I'm chief creative officer. Yay. You know, you can't arrest people, right? You know, that doesn't allow you. You can't arrest people. I don't even like to tell people what I do. I just say, I'm like the Jedi Council. I got like a weird head. And I like tell Hayden Christensen where you gonna be on any given day, especially these days. Because I've been hearing you've been trying to cuff people, telling them they're under arrest. Oh yeah, finger cuffs. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) No, no. no. Look, man. Look, I'm wearing the headphones around my hat like a. (laughs) I'm sorry, Bespin. I I didn't know he was. I didn't know he was gonna show up. You know. 
Uh, I was busy playing Apex Legends, though, Jason. (laughs) It's like the best game. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) They don't make Star Wars characters on Apex Legends. Why are you playing that, Dave? (laughs) I know. I just just like to... I just play as me, though. They got big cowboy hats. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) They don't got cowboy hats in your Fortnite, so but they got them in Apex. So that's where I go. (laughs) Bespin, should I... Do you want to finish what you were saying, or should I... uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, basically, the Feige does the three roles of the people we're going to mention in the end. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so the, the uh, takeaway is in case you just wanted the answer to the episode title, no, Dave Filoni is not Kevin Feige. He's part of a Kevin Feige Voltron. Oh my God. He's a Kevin Feige Voltron. <laughs> yeah. 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 He might. I'm going to call Big Bad Toy Star and tell him to give me Kevin Feige Voltron right now. Cause I just got to have one. I just got to have one, Jason. Entertainment Earth exclusive. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I can't wait. All right. Well, I gotta get back to. I got all sorts of plans for the Bad Batch and Bad Batch Part Season Seven and Sixty Nine. Mm-hmm. Nope. I just can't. We're gonna be doing. Oh, it's gonna be so much Bad Batch, Jason. You can't wait. Okay. Well, why don't you go green light? Do... Go green light Ahsoka too. Okay, go do. That. Oh, oh no. Well, we'll get around to that. We'll get around to that. In the meantime, yeah. man, I'm gonna give you some Bad Batch. Come but on. by the way, when 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 Felonius D goes to green light something, he turns on a green flashing light with techno music and strips off his clothes. It's really weird. All right, I also Filoni- like to do karaoke <laughs> as Sting, and I sing Green Light. Know what I'm saying, uh-huh. Jason? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and, and you gotta stop know. calling Carrie Beck Karaoke Beck. Cause that's not right. She's actually really talented. I'm more of a cake fan. Know what I'm saying? I, mm. I gotta go, back. go in the distance, or the band, or the food. <laughs> All right, Filoni. Yeah. Dave Filoni yeah. promoted the chief created officer at Lucasfilm. Ahsoka season two yet to be greenlit, greenlit by Bespin Bulletin. What you mean? It's not greenlit, but everybody keeps telling me that on Twitter. Okay, I thought it's summer at Pinewood. Yeah, it's moving up Pinewood right now. Um, the creator behind the Ahsoka series and producer in The Mandalorian has been promoted to chief creative officer at Lucasfilm. Dave Filoni confirmed the news to Vanity Fair in an interview where he discussed the first season of Ahsoka. A second is... I, yeah, as you can tell, is, I wrote it's, this it's okay. very quickly. It's, yeah, yeah, it's okay. You're, you're allowed to have a typo in the speed that we did this. A second season is yet to be officially greenlit. Before we continue with news of the day, you can support you can... him on Patreon and Coffee. Yeah. So those are the two places you should support Bespin. And on this channel, you can become a channel member and Patreon. But if you support us, we'll love you forever. But if you don't, if you don't, Polonius D will come into your dreams. Wreck, wreck havoc. Uh, <laughs> come Dave... right in there. <laughs> He'll come right in there. And trust me, he doesn't leave. Uh, once you have a Polonius D infestation, it doesn't go away. All right. Dave Filoni exclusively revealed to Vanity Fair um, that he is now in the position at Lucasfilm as the chief creative officer. Filoni was formerly the executive creative director at the company. I mean, see, all of these titles, they all sound like a bunch of bullshit mm. to me because they all sound like the same thing pretty much. But, yeah. but obviously, new job titles come with new responsibilities, like Uncle Ben says. Uh, Filoni explained to the outlet that the, the right position... Side? No, Ben Kenobi. Uncle Ben Kenobi says, with great titles comes great new job responsibilities. Did you ever see, you ever see Star Wars? You fucking... God, dude, pay attention. No. Watch the shows. You talk about the shows more than you watch them. That's a problem. All right. Yes. Uh, the, but, but, yeah, sorry. It, was, it places Filoni much earlier in the development process for various films and series. Filoni explained that in the past, he would be brought onto projects to give his input after they'd already been developed. So he would see like the first drafts or something later after the development process had begun. Filoni revealed that in his new role as CCO, he won't be telling filmmakers what to do. 
but instead he will be trying to keep trying to help them tell the best story that they want to tell. Filoni added that his responsibility is to understand the intent of the filmmaker and for him to be a resource to them. So, so it, it makes sense. It, it makes more sense because sometimes you, you hear about like, you would think that Pablo Hidalgo was doing that. But once again, Pablo Hidalgo is, you know, not necessarily a, a creative filmmaker. So this is yeah. this is much. He more likes to do things hid, hid, Hidalgo style, you know what I mean? which is which is what 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 I do in a West End role playing game, probably West but, End games. Do, do, yeah. do, do, do. Dave right. Filoni will now work much closer with Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm head of development Carrie Beck. Beck's role will see her recruiting storytellers and filmmakers into the Star Wars universe, and will also originate and shepherd the next generation of Star Wars films and series with Filoni. Wing it on a narrative level uh, during the development process. Now, to me, Jason, not Bestman Bulletin in his article here, that says we're going to see a lot more people from traditional animation coming in to work on Star Wars with Carrie Beck and Dave Filoni's past in animation and in that culture and bringing those people over. Star Wars is such a heavily animated uh, show, when you, even if it's live action, that I think that that's what we're going to see. We'll probably see Brad Bird types coming into Star Wars, and but people we've never heard of as well. I would imagine. But even in that like little mm-hmm. piece, it's yeah, it's evident that like Filoni isn't the one because people are going to assume he's the one green lighting and like setting out the stories to be told. That right. is not the case. Carrie right. Beck is going to be the one green lighting those things, and she even still has to answer to Kathy, but mm-hmm. she's going to be the one who's bringing in the storytellers, the filmmakers. And letting them develop the stories they want to tell. Yeah. A lot of the times at the moment, it seems as if they're either approaching filmmakers they'd like to work with, or they're getting pitched by filmmakers. Right. Filoni and, will just help with the narrative. And and in my opinion, with Carrie Beck, Carrie Beck has been Dave Filoni's longtime creative partner, business partner in this mm-hmm. well, since Clone Wars. With the, with that in mind we are likely going to see them developing like I, I, my pet peeve or my pet, my not pet peeve, my pet theory has been that uh, if that Filoni movie takes off, we're going to see much more films g- coming out following it. And that right there would seem to speak to the quote Filoni verse going into the film stuff in a bigger way. And that's probably exactly why these two people are put into that position in my opinion. But, but time will tell if it's, if that's what it is or not. I mean, if the films that come after the slate are fucking and or the movie and stuff like that, then I guess not. All right, you go on to write, Mr. Bespin. The Vanity Fair article confirms that despite Filoni now holding a larger position at Lucasfilm, he is still actively working on his Star Wars movie that was announced in April at Star Wars Celebration. Filoni's Star Wars flick will act as a crossover event for the Mandoverse series, including The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka. Speaking of Ahsoka, the Vanity Fair article reveals that Filoni is expecting, sorry, exploring the possibility of a second season of the Ahsoka series, but a second season is yet to be officially greenlit or confirmed. The publication confirmed that all the projects announced at Star Wars Celebration are still currently in development and part of the Lucasfilm schedule. So they are sticking to their story of, of that film slate. And it has been, uh, I guess, our mantra over the last year or so that the next part of the Ahsoka series, whether it's Ahsoka 2 or something else, and Mando must was supposed to happen before that film. And that, that it was part of that film even happening. At least that's what I was hearing. 
And I so I have to to assume that if we don't get Ahsoka two, then it's because they are just deciding to market that that narrative in a different way, like Sabine. You know what I mean? But it's the same same thing. They they just took it into a different direction. Or they That's, just forego the show and just go put it into the movie. Or the movie, or the or the that story becomes that. Yeah, hey, look who it is. It's my it's my little it's my little baby boy, Luke's VR <laughs> world. How's it going, son? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I I think that it with 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 all of this stuff right here. I mean, I think it is overall a a positive a positive thing, because I think that somebody like Dave Filoni can take a very grown up advanced narrative like Andor, and actually tell them how they might be able to to make it without or what what's going to lose the average people and then they can decide the average Star Wars fan as is as it exists now and then decide yeah you know what it's worth it in this instance we're trying to make something that 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 generates uh you know adult interest in Star Wars as opposed to like the people that are already there and children like we we want we have these spe- these very uh laid out goals and he'll he'll be able to help them know that it's not going to go the way that they think it's going to go. Like there's times when I think Tony Gilroy thought, ah, oh, you know, it, it, this might just go like Star Wars, like usual. We really don't know what to expect. But I think that we all kind of knew what to expect. I would imagine the three of us knew what to expect and Dave Filoni, you know, from it probably. But it's a it's a it's a interesting time because they're also saying that yet that slate is is still active. And that's that's to be good. fair, they also still say the rogue squadron is still in development, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's because they don't they don't take the files of yeah. the development and put it into a big bonfire and burn it like Darth Vader's body in Return of the Jedi. Like they just go like, we're just not doing anything right now. We're just sitting on it. Mm-hmm. And when somebody else comes to pick up that 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 job someday, that job of uh, rogue squadron, they're likely going to get that stack of files of scripts and ideas and the notes and the minutes from the meetings. And they're going to probably be able to look through it and then go and then build from there in theory. But to be fair, the only things that were, were talked about at Celebration during mm-hmm. the showcase were the Filoni movie, the Ray movie, Dawn of the Jedi, and then Acolyte and Skeleton Crew. Yeah. There was nothing outside of that, which means it's not a lot. Skeleton Crew and Acolyte clearly are, you know, they're in the post production process. Yeah, and then we know the Ray and Filoni movies are pretty much the dead certs to happen, right? And the the Mangold movie is so far away at this point anyway that it's like it might not even be Mangold that does it. You know, it might get replaced by another movie, different idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned this just want to say, yeah, you know, I hear they're very up for that Levy movie. They you did. You just yeah. you were telling me that not too long ago. Yeah, they have a lot of hope for it um, at the moment. So, yeah, that that's just again Disney like him though. Disney like Levy mm-hmm. because you know he's he's doing a solid job on on Deadpool three. He's you know he delivered Free Guy to them in a in a time where you know the the. Well, I can give you the different. official name. We we's calling it Stranger Twilights right now. It's gonna be really good. It's gonna be all oh, just Twilights, Jason. They're gonna go on adventures, you're and they're gonna again. play Star Wars RPG tabletop and stuff like that. It's gonna be so good. No, it's totally true. That's what we're gonna do. 
And then we're going to give one of them a weird bow cut, right? And we're going to never change it for five seasons. He's just going to always have that haircut. No matter what year we's in, we just going to have that twilight no. bow cut. Not what? true no? at all. No. Oh. You're, lying, you're lying again. You're, but you're, I'm, you're drunk I'm with the power. chief creative you're drunk officer, with, You're drunk with power again. <laughs> I'm drunk. I'm about ecto-coolers right now. I had like 14 ecto-coolers. He's wearing, I, I heard I heard he thinks he's, he, not only is he trying to arrest people now, he's wearing a body cam. <laughs> Into so that way he can record everything. It's, well, it's Jay, so I wear. I've always worn two GoPros on my nipples. He <laughs> <laughs> want um, Chris Breezy wants to know best Ben, What era do you think the Levy movie will be set? Nineteen hundreds. Nineteen ninety nine. I think it's going to be like a Prince tribute film. <laughs> mm-hmm. That seems fair. I want but... the era where B. Arthur can run around the Star Wars galaxy doing whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> that era, like... right? Yeah, I um, yeah, I I kind of kind of can see how we're gonna just have a lo- a bunch of films coming in until something clicks. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's that that's what this looks like to me. I like when you look at all of it because when we look at like what the actual like open slate is. I know I've said this like a few times, so s- stick with me, guys. I apologize, but it's like you know, there's only so many slates for Star Wars films in the next ten years. There's, there's, there's just there with between Marvel and Avatar and then just Disney's film output itself and stuff like that and they they can't compete with themselves. Why are they making then, an Avatar, Jason? Yeah, they no, shouldn't and, make that. No one cares. It's not culturally. No one it doesn't have an impact like Star Wars. That thing I fucking it, it hate. Is the true. Dying. It, it's true. No it's true. It's just weird grandpas who watch it. I mean, at this point. But yeah, it's the but it's the but it's the thing that the grandpas are turning out to see. I mean, it is. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> made more than Barbie and Oppenheimer combined. So what? Then go fuck off. What? <laughs> yeah, but but I would say that yeah, those were both better movies. So <laughs> I don't care what you say. There. Just just saying. I mean, it's kind of you know it's my opinion. But um, yeah. I, so so but but the 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 Filoni I think that my takeaway from this my my takeaway like reading between the lines thing is is that yeah I think we're going to get much more Filoni also produced films in, in the era now it's very clear in that article he's not the one who's coming up with the ideas he's not saying I want to do a show called Skeleton Crew that's Goonies let's find the boys to do it like that's it's pretty clear that's yeah, not what's happening them boys. Go find it. You know, like, yeah. Where are they at? Like, yeah. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's like, it's like, it's clear that it, that that's where this is going. I mean, but, but it's also clear to, or where, what they're, they're, they're saying it's not going to be that. But I do think that it, this, there's no way this closes the door on Filoni films, on, on the, the Filoni era, uh, the, the Mando verse, as they call it, not spawning more films. When there's an opportunity in the, in the Mandalorian timeline for a new movie, I don't think it's going to be as overlooked as it was before. But I think they'd only do it if that film was successful, though. I don't think For he's sure. just going to be allowed to like go to carry back and pitch his ideas of like, hey, let's do all these different spin-off and, movies, and then that movie say not make over five hundred million. I think it will, like, but yeah. And and, and and to be clear, I'm not saying that the Mando movies will be Filoni making them. Um. I think that that the other movies that are in the era would will likely like that they will be bringing in more filmmakers to carry on his concept or the ideas that it what what was the implicate like for instance let's just pretend it's a whole different era we just have Thrawn return right 
well, in in the future, when that something like that happens, they might hire Sean Levy to come in and do that movie, as opposed to Dave Filoni himself. Because on one hand, there does come a point where Dave Filoni cannot do everything. Like there, there will Things come a point. The yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't think they're the same animal. No, you know he's I mean? co president of DC Studios. Yeah. Like he's more yeah, actually, client, but you yeah. you know this shit really well. Will you explain to, to everyone what the difference is between you've already done Feige, but what's what's right. what's the difference between James Gunn now and Dave Filoni? Just for the for the slow kids in the back like myself. Well, James Gunn is a co president of DC Studios with I can't remember the guy's name, like Peter something, mm-hmm. right? But it's essentially he's more of the creative out of the two, and then right. Peter, who I think he did a lot of the horror movies over there, like The Nun and whatever. He's more of the business side, right? Mm-hmm. But they both still have to answer to David Zaslav. So like, together, they're, they're like they're like a Zaslav mullet, party in, party yeah, in the front, business, business in yeah. the back. No, 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 business in the front, party You could probably back. liken him, like Gun Mortar. <laughs> Gun will also sort of do the Beck and Filoni roles. Like he mm-hmm. will greenlight projects and movies, and then he will also look for the filmmakers and storytellers to you know present them. Mm-hmm. But he will also help them in the narrative. Like he, like Floney mentions it in his thing that you know he had to get his hands dirty as a filmmaker with live action to feel that he can warrant this job. Right. That's sort of what Gunn is also doing. He's had right. enough experience and everything in the industry that he can he feels as if he can help filmmakers rather than you know just be a guy in a chair yeah and you've seen it with like all the all the projects that's currently going on he just they just hired the writer for um supergirl and it seems as if he was integral to that he read her supergirl um script which was supposed to be for the one that was in a in the flash mm-hmm. and that that script is dead that movie's dead but right. he read it and was like, right, I want you to do my version of Supergirl, the version we've announced Woman of Tomorrow, because I loved your draft so much of okay. the previous effort. Right. Um, and, and again, he's also going off and directing movies. He's doing Superman Legacy, I think, stuff's coming in the spring. And then he's also... Writing cartoons. He's writing cartoons. He's, and he's casting his brother. He's casting his wife. Yeah. Right? He's casting his uh, dog. Yeah. 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 So... yeah. So you could probably liken Floney a bit more to Gunn, but obviously Gunn has far more responsibilities and far more like of a heavier role than Floney yeah. does. But well, it's more comparable. Cosplayers from from uh, Suicide Girls Con, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's yeah. you could probably compare him more to Gunn than you could Feige, you know? Right. Because Gunn is helping with all these other filmmakers with their narrative, you know. That's what Floney's doing. Well, this is the biggest comment we've ever got, so I'm going to read it. If I may give my five cents on it, the future of Star Wars is clouded one because and five cents. This is like a dollar. <laughs> yeah, this is five like fifty bucks. <laughs> Star Wars is is a clouded one because it's uncertain what's really going on behind the curtain. That said, it is my belief that Star Wars being headed by Dave Filoni is what should happen, and Not more happening. power to him so he can make all the creative decisions. People are still worried about Kathleen Kennedy. Why? Um, just let her do the same as she always um, has been doing production-wise, like the same way she did with, with Spielberg. Dave is just uh, a nick away from the master. So, 
kind of but i mean i it's it's like like i when i use that analogy of a voltron i think it really is the uh there is a corporate structure to this and it's not absolute power it's not he's not the creative emperor of star wars you know what i mean he's he he's not not even hiring the filmmakers (laughs) like yeah, he's not uh, he's not greenlighting the stories that are being told, and he's not you know hiring the filmmakers to tell them. That's right. Carrie Beck's job. He is helping shepherd the narrative for for those filmmakers. So what it would mean is when when a group of guys come in, uh, like the Spider Man dude, and they're like, "I have this idea for Skeleton Crew." Dave mm. is going to be the one who tells them, I, "Like I love the no. idea. I don't like the idea, but he's also going to tell them." Here's here's this thing that you want to do, and here's why you can't do it. Well, no, or, he, or, the, or, you, you or put in a cell in the hut, and I'll greenlight that shit. Yeah, no, yeah, they yeah. The, so the Spider Man guys would go to Carrie Beck. Carrie Beck right. was like, I like this Fair. idea, you know, I'm, I'm confident in it. I'm saying okay to this development process. The development process starts, they move over to Filoni, who helps them develop the narrative. So they're like, We want to do this and this. He's like, Well, this would work in this era, and this is. You know, these characters won't be around. This would be this is the state of the galaxy, and help them tell that story. You know, he's yeah. not going to. He's not the one who's forcing the the creative narrative on all these things. He's not saying, yeah. right, John Watts, I want you to make something in the Mandoverse. Yeah, you, I want you to, to make this story. That would be either Beck's job or the filmmakers who come in. In general, they'll have their own idea, own pitch. And then he just helps. He says it in the in the Vanity Fair article. He wants to help them tell the best story they can tell. Mm-hmm. But it's they. But it's their story, right? Can so. he help himself tell the best story he could tell? Because just look. I, I got issues with the last time he wrote some stories. No, so. no, his story. Well, he needs are some good. words with John. His stories have never been bad. You don't like the scripts, which is completely fair. But it, it's his, the story. No, it's like, not a story. No, no, no. You could no. The uh, story itself is good. You don't like that if the scenes are missing in the story in terms of the like the interaction between like Sabine and Ezra. What the fuck were you doing that whole time? Like, yeah, the fact that's that, the that, part of the story I don't like. But that's no, but that's not the story. That's a scene that should have been in that script. But that's not the story. It should have, it could have been included, but it's not, that's not the actual story itself. The story that's, that's, is they want to go find scene. their friend that's disappeared for 10. For almost what ten years, twenty years? Mm-hmm. How long was it? Right. Yeah, but and in Stranger Things, Hopper was gone for eight months, and they freaked out more when they found him. I, I don't mm-hmm. know, man. You know, they were just right. like, "Nah, man, you're cool." But but Pete. once again, that that isn't like the uh, that's the, the story. The, no, it's the same. It's it, it's not. That's not the story. That's a scene in a script, and and it's like it's just like like I could tell you a New Hope, and I could take out all kinds of things of it without changing the story. The story is the same. He's good at storytelling. He's not good at, at actually writing scripts. He's not good at actual meaningful interactions between his characters that aren't superficial because he, I think that's I think that's the problem with him coming out of animation is I think that everything is like implied, inferred, and it's at an emotional level of like a 10-year-old as opposed to actually being like, oh, your friend's been missing for 10 years? Like, hey, what's up, homie? Like, that's all, you, you know what I mean? If they If they hug and they kiss... If they cry and they scream, or if they just fucking high five or give a thumbs up and walk on, it's the same story. That, that's that's my that's what I'm trying. The point I'm trying to make. He's very good at plotting, but he's not. But the execution of the scripts, 
a plot and story are two favorite. different things. That's what I'm saying. He's I say he's good. bad at the story. He may be good at the plotting, but the story he's not good at. Yeah, that that um, nothing changes the meta narrative of it if we put that scene in or not. That's that's my point. And like he's very good at that. But and that's where I think he's going to be good yeah. at his job. You know what I mean? That's where that's where he will probably excel at in this gig. But it's yeah. Well, if we want if we want anything, you know, that's also the downside of, of, uh, of the uh, of the George Lucas relationship is yeah it's like i'm sure he's i'm sure he's had meaningful mentorships with other creatives since george lucas like you know what i mean when he was hanging hanging around lucasfilm with ryan johnson and stuff like that i'm sure he learned more about character interaction from somebody like ryan than somebody like lucas but we don't really know you know we we, we could we could look at the proof in the pudding of, of in the ahsoka series itself and it's like yeah i think the story is solid but I don't think the execution of the story hit every every opportunity it could have. I'm with you on that. You know, when when she finally meets Ezra Bridger, it's just like it's it's very not impactful. It wasn't Even memorable. the follow up to that is just like, oh, yeah. how did it get you? Oh, it's complicated. How are we getting off you? Like, tell, tell, tell you, you tomorrow, like, and then not yeah. tell you tomorrow, and then yeah. we'll take the slowest the slowest vehicle made. I mean, it's slower than sand crawlers, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and we'll not talk about anything. Okay. Like yeah. it's like if you guys came to visit me in Wales, right? I'd be like all happy and excited, like, "Hey, it's you two. And then I'd have follow up questions shortly after the excitement dies. I'm like, "When are you guys going home? How did you get here? Where are you staying? You know, yeah. like it's that yeah. happened to me once, Bespin. I had this <laughs> girlfriend, and she was in my room, and I just one day I was like, "When are you going home?" And she's like, "Yeah, you know about that." Like. <laughs> guess what now and now you guys have been married for 10 years no I'm no, no 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 different no. different version i'll never forget that one i got snookered like i was like yeah. look at this i know i don't do well with that you know the i, pre- I prefer to go to someone's house and then come to my house <laughs> Same. um there's this little bit here um on Balin, I wanted just wanted to hit on because I think it's like it's it's interesting, but I also think it tells us where they're at more. Uh, it's a Filoni Balin. It's just a seeker, just like Ahsoka, someone wrestling with his memory of what he taught and the subsequent dis- disillusion that had set in. He's a person that survived the Clone Wars, that was trained in waxing waning days of the Jedi Knights, just like Anakin Filoni says. He saw his order, his way of life fall apart, and he's basically deemed it a failure that way did not work that it's not something worth resurrecting which is why he tells his apprentice shin i didn't teach you to be a jedi i taught you to be something more that something more a rebel, a rebel. W- w- would seem to be rooted in the force version of deities he's tried to take these teachings that he's learned as a young person and create his own way of being and he's looked at the cycle of things and said enough with this i have this power i should wield it i should be the one making decisions which a lot of people with power decide that's the way to go Filoni says he's also very certain that he's doing now what he's doing now is the right thing while Filoni isn't sure what will become of balin in stevenson's absence so that's it right there he's not sure what will become of balin in stevenson's absence he's acknowledged is that the character's journey is not complete obviously there's a story there he says we're in a wait-and-see pattern at this point, but I'm glad the conversation is about Ray and how great he was. 
I used to have many debates with him and say, Ray, you're the villain here. And he'd be like, I don't think so. And I was like, I know you don't think so, but you are. I love that you're playing it like you're not, which is exactly the way Bailey thinks. He goes, uh-huh. And he goes, uh-huh. And he goes, uh-huh. And he goes, uh-huh. 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 And Kathy's like, stop it! Stop and guy, it! Kathy, and, okay. and then everybody in the Ahsoka that stops dancing. That's yeah, because they're all a family now. Mm-hmm. Um, the character has become one of the standouts of the series, a new fan favorite. I think he would have been over the moon. The big regret here is he didn't get to experience that fun, he says. I'm glad he was at Star Wars Celebration with us, that he got to see the trailer and get a taste of that from fans. And they've been nothing but wonderful about Ray and the character. So, and then that's... Can never tell Luke. which Ray he's talking about Love when he did. first starts talking about Ray's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. But it, it, Who it's... With the Ray? So, so they, they clearly haven't figured out what they're going to do going to do with that character. I don't. I think that they're probably... You know, if they haven't even greenlit Ahsoka season season two, really. Um, but it's like there's a there's a quote from uh, Ahsoka, the Ahsoka actor in it, where oh, she's Dawson like, Dawson. yeah, where she's like uh, Dawson's like, oh, wow, they're giving him a movie. I think that means good things for us getting a season two. You know, she was like that celebration. She's on stage like and it's very awkward because nobody responded to her. Like, mm-hmm. Filoni put his head down and just, like, had a grin. Favreau was just laughing, and Kathy was just staring at her. And like, she I'm was like... Kill you? <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, we, we, I hope we get another season. We, I've been saying today we want another season. And it's like... It didn't come off as funny. Like, nobody in the crowd was laughing. Yeah. Which obviously I was a part of. But, uh, like, yeah. She, she's been pushing that since, like, April. Yeah, while the pro- while the prospect of a second season seems abs- seems assured, nothing is finalized except Lucasfilm's willingness to continue with such a story. I mean, they've not said anything officially, but I remember when we were at Star Wars Celebration in London, they were like, we're giving Dave a movie, Dawson says. And I was like, I kind of feel like that means we're probably going to get a second season. For a while now, and especially now, with the strike and everything, no one can say anything. But he did say he was working on an outline, so we'll see. So, so they right there they confirm he's working on an on an on an outline. He's like, and once outline, again, though, page one, Ahsoka died. There's your yeah. second season, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. But that also tells you how far away in the development process he is. Like he's now doing an outline. No, he was doing an outline back at Celebration. Is that what she says? He was doing an outline fair, at Celebration. Dr- I know she I, said that I that's believe- when his movie was announced. I kind of feel like that means we're probably going to get a second season for a while now, and especially now with the strikes and everything, no one can say. But he did say he was working on an outline, so we'll see. I guess you could you could maybe move that around in the timeline to mean a lot of potentially different things. Yeah, but to he, me, that reads as like, because they couldn't say or do anything during the strike, he's saying he's now doing an outline. Mm-hmm. Or was pre-strike. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so. but again, if he's if the last thing she heard was an outline... Like, maybe that's where he is. And obviously with the Ray, like, death, you mm-hmm. know? Right. Like, Ray, Ray died when? Was it May? Like, was the strike already ongoing when he see. passed away? Yeah, I'll look it up right now. Ray... Because obviously Celebration was in April, so he might have... But what do the Saudis think, Jason? Like, are they on board with this move? Because they own Star Wars now. Like, don't they have to approve hmm. of all this stuff? No, that wasn't real, dude. I'm sorry. What? You got yeah. confused, Rob. The Saudis yeah, didn't buy it. It was George Lucas that bought it. Yeah, he was born <laughs> on May, May 25th, 1964, and he died on May 21st, 
pretty close to yeah. his birthday. So at that point, they were the writers were striking. So Filoni yeah. couldn't have been writing. But I, I also I also fan. question. I mean, would would Rosario Dawson have had anything to to do with Dave Filoni? <laughs> between um celebration and then is the other thing that i would say that's what if i was going to just bet on a date for a bone to quote i would i would put it back towards the celebration time because well, the didn't thing go in, any... in, in there like in the actual article as well they're exploring a second mm-hmm. season yeah like which means like he isn't actively working on it they're mm-hmm. just like going through the ideas and the possibilities of it yeah so. yeah and and I I know back on um you know season one or Stormcrow they were all calling mm-hmm. it season one of Stormcrow yeah yeah it's on it's, were... it's on some of the merch that they gave the employees that it, yeah it's on yeah that. yeah it was like but Jason yeah, every... mm-hmm. does this mean that it's not filming in Pinewood if they're uh, only now doing the outline and it's not being greenlit well I think they're gonna film it then they're gonna go back and outline it and write it. And then you know oh. you don't have to, you could do things in whatever order you want. Are they going to do a JJ and just film something without having a script? Dude, that's the power of make believe in your imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like anything can happen. SpongeBob told it, me that. You know, so yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's um, now you know, and and just just to be clear, because if if for some reason Dave Filoni ends up filming something at Pinewood. Uh, that could uh, fucking happen. I mean, it's it's possible, but right now that it's happening and that it's the plan for it to happen, I don't believe that would be the case. No. I don't believe that they would go and start booking out studio type or something that's maybe only outlined or something that is so far away because we know that it will not make whatever the timeline that they are dreaming of in their head right now. It's not the realistic time. That's yeah, not how you go and you that start. That dreaming of is yeah. two shows out by 2026 yeah and the movie out by the end of 2026 and the other thing that is has been underplayed and and a little bit by what well, we, we were kind of we talked about it but we also didn't haven't said it a lot which i think is the reason why they don't understand um there's not a lot of reason to uproot the la people and take them over to pinewood because they have el segundo they have what do you call it? Um, Manhattan Beach, the studios yeah. itself, where the volume is based. Then they have, they still have the uh, space over at Cal State Dominguez Hills. Mm-hmm. And by the way, and that space had, like, at, at other, Cal, like, Cal State Dominguez Hills mm-hmm. is about five times the space of the El Segundo set. Yeah, they had like little studios in Culver City on mm-hmm. top of that. You know, they 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 did some stuff in a in a in a warehouse in Long Beach. So. Mm point being is when you get all of this like like together the only reason i could ever see them going to pinewood is because they want to work with the same crew on the film as they do on the the preceding television series maybe to get used to working together uh, but but, as but I they're said not doing before, that for that's you know what I mean? no no and 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 that's making me make that narrative better like that mm-hmm. narrative didn't come with this that and no. i shouldn't have to do that which makes me not believe any of it at all no no Mando plus, still... at this point how many people i've asked like five people about it and i've gotten from from pinewood <laughs> they've all said i don't know anything about that jason yeah yeah so yeah at this point my pinewood people just know about the ray thing that the ray thing is good is that's the only thing they know that's going to be there yeah you know yeah i mean it w- would be great um if the if the feloni thing ended up there 
I mean, yeah. I would, I would, the, the production value of mm. a UK crew and the, the spaces is unparalleled for us for Star Wars anyways, at this point. But even, even if they did do that though, the idea that it would be specifically Pinewood, it seems even less likely these days compared to like, just look at what just happened with Acolyte. Yeah. Acolyte filmed primarily at Shinfield and did mm. some work at Pinewood. Yeah. And, and, and Andor, you know, this, it's like the, the stuff isn't, and even the last Jedi did some, a similar thing. And, uh, so, so that the idea that like, it's, um, it's that I think is in a very, I would likely get used and just no guarantee this mm-hmm. for the production. Yeah. I'm no way. Am I saying, Oh, Star Wars and Pinewood are done. Like no. I would imagine that it, the majority of the films will be filmed at, at Pinewood for the tax breaks, for the talent, for the crew and for the space. But but it doesn't really um, that Ahsoka rumor. I think with this stuff we just got right now, you could probably put it to bed more than you could before. But I, I still, but I still personally, based off of what we've heard, believe that Ahsoka season two, in some form, will hit with Mando before that movie, unless the for some reason they ran out of time. You know, t- there there is still time issues, yeah, but people... they, they, but but the, his movie has a lot longer to go. Like it's like what 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 was the release date of, of Filoni's movie right now? Is it December twenty twenty six? December. So it's basically when you get down to it, twenty twenty seven, like the the start of it. When you yeah, he needs tomorrow, to... tomorrow. No, he's just gonna drop it tomorrow on Disney Plus, dude. Oh, he he hey, probably Disney. needs to. Sorry, go on, Rob. Oh no, man, it's really important stuff. I was saying. <laughs> Oh. You probably need to wrap it by December 2025. Yeah. Right. And yeah. these things have been taking around six months. So if he starts filming it in June, like that's probably he, the he latest. Any Star Wars movie till 2026. I don't care what they say. Like, like they don't have a script for anything, and they're gonna have to start. They'd have to be shooting some movie by June of this year of 2024 to get it out in 2025. Like, I, I think they could go later than that. I think they could go into the fall. Because the Ray movie is supposed to be May 2026. So I think if they go to, say, like, September or October and go to February, March 2025, I think they'll be all right. But, yeah. It, it doesn't It doesn't um, paint a picture for me of a movie that's not up against the clock, though. If that does no. happen. Yeah, you know, yeah. Again. Well, they were looking to do it over two years ahead of its release. It was supposed to start in April yeah. at Pinewood for the May 2026 release. If we just add the WGA strike time on top of that, which was four months, then we're probably looking at like August, maybe September, you know? Do you think uh, Filoni may have been in this role um, before being officially promoted to it? Do you think, because remember the old rumor of David Lindelof starting kicking up his writer's room and that day Filoni was in it? I wonder. Well, I'm wondering they were if that's the... a stupid narrative of like, oh, he may or may not be in it. It may or may yeah. not be like sequel trilogy characters. Yeah, like, if that was true, if that was if that if those reports were accurate, I'm wondering if that if that's actually. Sort but that of was two years ago when he was mm-hmm. a part of that. You know. What yeah, I mean? but there's a lot of times that you, that you are in a corporate structure and that you're doing a job that you're but not wasn't... being paid for and you're not officially promoted to yet, and so that, right. that that's more. And I'm wondering if that was sort of like, if that was maybe like the. Uh, trial run the test run his first his first foot into that uh, because that would put him in that but, in that production early very early on but do you remember when 
so in the initial reports from like Snyder and everything, he did mm-hmm. it like at least six months before the trades. It yeah. was like it's just him and Gibson working on it, mm-hmm. and then when that seemed to get momentum and you know confidence, looks from probably when it's officially greenlit, I suppose. Yeah. In the summer, they orchestrated that writers' room, right? And then they went on a retreat, and right. that's when they said Filoni might be involved. So even in what Filoni said, in his thing was like, yeah, after like it's already been developed, he comes on as the executive creative director. Mm-hmm. That still will reply to his role then. By yeah. like, yeah, they are, already have the idea. They already have the, say, the treatment for it. And then as they step into the writer's room, it's just helping develop that. So right. it is still later into the development process. He isn't like shepherding him at the start of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that still could have just applied to his previous title. And I don't think he held that title for that long, right? It was only He's only been in that yeah. role a couple of years, maybe two yeah. Yeah, that, that so, that's that's why I'm kind of, I'm I'm wondering. Short, short, he held it shorter than the one two three kid had the intercontinental back in '93, right, mm-hmm. Jason? It's like I don't, one I don't know what you're talking ever, about, right? Right? What the one two three kid? Oh, <laughs> uh, from, yeah. from wrestling. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, I was like, wow, I haven't thought about that guy in forever. Right. <laughs> um, this is um, a comment. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> KM22 okay. says, "Is there any way they can slow down the amount of productions?" And what they need to release them by, or have they totally backed themselves into a corner? Well, that's that's the thing is, because uh, there's a difference I think between something being in production and something being developed. All of the things that we've been hearing about are not in production. Like the, like the Ray movie is going to happen. Filoni's movie is going to happen. But are they like out building sets and stuff? No, they're they're not yet. Not that I know of, anyways. And so that right there isn't really in production. So the, these productions don't really exactly exist in more. They're more of a theoretical at the at that point until they green light them, and um, from by all accounts, the the, the Filoni and the Ray movie will happen. Like those movies have already been greenlit, by the way. All these movies have been greenlit. Have they been green? I mean, well, Filoni I mean, and they've Ray all officially been, announced them. So. Yeah. But but I I don't think I don't think you're actually greenlit until you have a script and a budget. Well, and so why, I th- well, if I if if you're coming out publicly on a whether it's Star Wars Celebration or whether it's on a blog post on StarWars.com, mm-hmm. if you're on there announcing new movie from whoever it is Shamina Bay Dave Filoni, yeah, is now like. But we know that's not true because they because by that by that logic, what happens is the script comes back and it sucks, and then they don't make it. Yeah, but, they don't. They don't. Yeah, actually but they greenlight green projects without even having a script. That doesn't mean it's not greenlit. They just like not green when when a when a project is greenlit. It's when it when they throw the money at it. That's when they say yes. Yeah, but they, when they like, like I said, it they it's it's an intent to greenlight. That's no, not and, an and intent. It's to, most, but you don't publicly announce it if it's an intent to greenlight. If oh, Lucasfilm disagrees with everything you're saying right now, based off of their past no, I, track record. Yeah, no, they're not a well-run company, but like, <laughs> yeah, the term "greenlight" is like, yeah, you're good to go. You're being fucking made. Oh yeah, like, yeah, but that's not that's but that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. All these is, projects that they've announced really have been greenlit. I, I think, well. um, yeah, <laughs> I'm saying it's not greenlit. See, Jason. This is what yeah. it's like when I talk to you about story versus plot, right? Uh-huh. This is, we're mm-hmm. on a roll today, right? Yeah. See, Bestman, this is no, this it's is fair. You can never tell no, what Lucas because from, because what I really understand. Mean. I understand <laughs> what he's saying, one hundred percent. I'm just like, but it, but the reality of you want of to Hollywood. make excuses for him, and 
No, I'm not. I'm not making. No, I'm, no, oh, I'm holding. No, I, I, I'm they saying. I'm saying they're they're lying to you about what's greenlit. It's <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's an intent. They think it's greenlit. It's not an intent. It's like yeah, we greenlighting them to be yeah. developed. We're greenlighting them to. In their mind, they think these things are going to get released when they when, announce these things. When when we know when something is something greenlit is when you start to see like the actual hires going through for production. That's when we know something was greenlit, and then. On is it greenlit, Jason, when they greenlit. hire directors and then fire them in the middle of production? Is that still greenlit? Oh yeah, that's well greenlit. They're they're okay. it's already they're already making sure. it. But but that's that's the the whole thing is is where does development and product stop and production begin? And pre and pre production JJ um, doesn't count. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like pre production is know? you oftentimes still a part of development. That, that's why. That's why I'm like, but but when you're a big corporation like Disney, you know, you don't you don't that they they've been careless over the last decade, because because they were on a winning streak. It was like, oh, of course we're gonna green like that. Yeah, we're gonna make all whatever we want to do, we're gonna do. But then the reality becomes fucking different. Like Shogun order gave a five dollar super chat. Thank you, Shogun, and says they were pretty far with Rogue Squadron. Was that was that greenlit? And it's like that's where it's a really, really fucking weird line. Well, it's not a, it's not a weird question. Anymore. <laughs> they greenlit it. They announced it. They did a little weird promotional video for it. They were building sets for it. It was greenlit when they, they when they when they started to to do to do build sets. That's that's no, a that's not when that's, it's that's greenlit. a greenlit. That's not that, when that's, it's that's, that that is greenlit. I don't know when it's a greenlit. I don't. <laughs> that's not that's not greenlit. And just when you start making sets, isn't greenlit. That's just when you enter in production. Like yeah. for principal photography, that's not a mm. green light. All right, you googling what a green light means now? Like, no, I, I'm looking up <laughs> what it says. Yeah. Bestman was counting the keys. He's no, like, I, I'm yeah, no, in the context of film and television, the green light is to get permission to proceed with a project, right? Which is what they've done. But but once again, but see, okay, then what's the difference between fucking development and greenlit? Because there is a difference. They've greenlit. The well, I can tell you, like, developed though. That's the thing. Like that's what the greenlight. No, yeah, but I've I've been on productions where we were developing two different projects. You know, uh, a mm-hmm. high profile and an original project. They were in development. Mm-hmm. When it came time for the studio for the publisher to cut a check. They canceled both. They did not proceed. It's not greenlit. Development means Mm -hmm. you're putting your pitch together. You might have a small crew or a crew, even the full crew you want to carry over in through development. It might be the exact same crew um, so that you can say we're going to make the exact same thing. This is what we're going to make. But at some point, it's greenlit when they decide to cut the checks for full production. That's what I'm saying. Budget of and until they actually do that, that's when actual production assets are being made. If mm-hmm. they're not making production assets, if they're just making concept art and writing scripts, you know, like even a shooting script's not the same as a development script. Like a script no. that's in development requires notes and but but shooting scripts requires script supervisors and production supervisors and visual effects supervisors and costume designers to go through all that and budget out what that script is going yeah. to cost. Tyrant, so, Tyrant yeah. says usually greenlit means it's reached development has ended and production funding is starting. 
Most studios that don't is, announce movies on stage, no. but but through VR. Yeah, I still these agree with what Tyrant's saying. The, the, the confusion though, Bespin, and you're right. You're right to bring it up because it is is they've announced things is the right. problem, and we assume because yeah. they've announced it, they're greenlit. But that's not actually the case. I mean, like Rogue Squadron being the prime example of it was announced, put a whole little trailer together, made a big stink about it, zip. You know, no, no, so no, they but, were in no, but, free no, production on that and one, building sets on on, on on that one. That film was greenlit. That film was was actually. Uh, well, I take it all back. I don't know. What I'm talking no, about. no, no, but 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 you're, you're, no, no. Your your point still stands. Your point is the uh, is the uh, the uh, same. But that's that's the uh, that's the thing is that's where they circumvent normal Hollywood procedures, because usually you would have your script done or something very close to it, and then they would they would budget it out and then say, "Here's your money. The film is greenlit. You're ready to go. Your production. You're in production. Greenlit is in production." Um, development isn't, but they treat development and greenlighting as the same thing. Oftentimes, because with Star Wars, the development is still occurring during production, though, because they have that money and it's hard to make Star Wars stuff. Not just with Star Wars, but with Marvel as well. With you with know, these, like... you know, with these, with these two hundred million dollar movies, yeah, that's that's like yeah. like where they, they they do it. But that that's why that's why everyone's like, oh, they keep they keep like canceling everything. And it's like, well, Look, it's it, this is nothing that new, though. I mean, I was not sticking up for him. I think it's stupid to to announce something that isn't greenlit, like truly greenlit. Like if you don't have a script for it, if you don't know that you're going to make it, you don't well, think you should announce it. Well, then you're going to have to talk to George Lucas because I was rewatching those VHS interviews they did with him back in 95. The ones that mm-hmm. would play at the end of the tapes. And he's telling Bill Moyers. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, I, I know I'm writing all three scripts at the same time, uh, developing all three movies simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. Like that shit was not true. No, no, he know? was. <laughs> George has a, a real history of lying for licensees and investors of the licensees. So, like, like there's a, a video called "Star Wars Is Forever." It's for Kenner investors. And in it, Lucasfilm is claiming that there's going to be 12 Star Wars movies. It's like 1978-ish, I want to say, when that came out. And um, yeah, he, he had never had any intention of making 12 Star Wars movies, you know. But it was about the licensees who were paying Lucasfilm and making sure that they were all in a good spot and covering his ass. And like, so that's that's what that was. And then we see with the Lost guys, when Lost is finished, he's like, oh, I made it. And he's about to fucking peace out. He's like, I made it all up as I went. Peace out, you know? And uh, yeah, but but there's also like a difference between like a George Lucas and green lighting as well. Because George Lucas is just, it's, something's greenlit the second he decides he's going to make it with his own money. Like the money and the thing, it's already there. But th- that's that's why like, like Ahsoka too isn't greenlit, even though there's the idea, there's the cast. He already has the fucking story that because he has a story that that leads into the movie. But you can't say like that's the thing. Ahsoka two isn't greenlit because they have no, it's not committed to it. But Lucasfilm announced and committed to the Taika Waititi movie, the mm-hmm. fucking James Mangold movie, the Ray but, movie, the wherever. But Taika's movie and, is is a prime example of a movie that is not greenlit. They haven't got it a script. Is, it's not though. But it was green that they announced it with the intention to develop it. I no, no, love that, this no, argument. That's, that's a I'm development. Looking forward, I'm looking forward to this continuing on Fortnite on Saturday when I bring it up. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, no, some. I mean, no, they have it. They have the intention of making Taika's movie. Um, Taika's movie would have would have a date. It would have everything going if it was greenlit. It would it would it would have a timetable. Like you well, don't greenlit. She did give a timetable. They they can't greenlight things without a timetable because well, she, they did because give it a it's going to cost. Because it's going to they don't even know when they're going to make that movie. No, but at the time when they announced it, she they were claiming it's twenty twenty five. Yeah, but it wasn't greenlit. It wasn't even written. It I'm wasn't written. No, but that didn't stop them from saying, "Yeah, you're, you're good oh, to go." They they don't want you to know the uh, the uh, difference because they don't want you to know when they don't know what they're doing and they're making it a best. No, they're just not. No, they're, they're just not doing it the proper way. They are mm-hmm. look, no, Lindelof. Right. Lind, the the Ray movie is the the right way that they did it. Mm-hmm. They never announced Damon Lindelof and Justin Bridge Gibson were working on a Star Wars movie, and yeah. they worked on it for two years. Then at Star Wars Celebration, after Lindelof and Gibson left. They announced the Ray movie publicly. Right. It was greenlit, <laughs> right? So they spent two After years. After they got rid it. of the guys who was developing yeah, no. for two years, then they announced it. But, right, but when they, they no, when they when they when they greenlit that film, they had a tangible script in their hand, and they knew what they wanted different. Like that's that's a big difference between Taika's like theoretical. I'm going to turn in a script someday. And I'm telling you, you, you can't you can't give a budget on a film. And you can't do no, it you until can't. you know they, when, they aren't where, operating. how, and all that stuff. That's, that's they, when something is really greenlit. Yeah, but they aren't operating on that system. Mm-hmm. To them, they're, when well, they're announcing these things, because you shouldn't announce them. They they handled the Ray movie correctly. Yeah. They let it yeah, develop closer, two years before closer announcing to it. it. Closer yeah. to it. <laughs> it was closer to correct. Yeah, it's no, still, they, until it happens, I'm gonna just going to say it's closer to correct. You know? I do, I do believe it will happen. I do believe that one will happen, even if it's just a shit film at this point. I think it's on the rails, uh, you know, because it is actually greenlit. It will happen, even if it shouldn't. But yeah, so it is greenlit. What? What? So it is greenlit. <laughs> Chris says. This is Chris says. Let's just say there are two thing. distinct levels of being greenlit: concept and then production. There's not like <laughs> it's just the Lucasfilm. Of- fucking idiots at times man like it's just when you see something that hbo is greenlit right you know mm-hmm. okay that's being actively developed and will eventually go into pre-production or it's in pre-production and will go into actual production right mm-hmm. with lucasfilm yeah. it's like yeah taika waititi boys and then it's like yeah maybe we'll see that shit in like 10 years after it's announced you know like yeah, but it like 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 I said, but like, he's been working like, on it the entire time. I can't just like I was going to release three years after we announced it. But I I I have friends who've like written entire TV shows that have not actually been greenlit yet. And no, that's like, normally like, like, the process. And and that's and that's but but Lucasfilm gets ahead of itself because they know that when they hire a Taika, it's going to fucking leak out because Taika has 15 other projects that is going to make sure that it like, why can't Taika come in and do this, this next goal wins thing right now? Oh, because he's working on star Wars. Well, it's going to leak out. Like, but like Damon Lindelof and Justin Bird Gibson leaked out and they didn't feel the pressure to like announce it. Yeah. They still sat on it for over a year from just when we knew about it and then announced it with the Ray movie at celebration. Right. Right. Like, there's only supposed to be one way of greenlighting something. Well, you can work on a TV show for months, years before being greenlit, or ultimately say, "No, we're going to pass on this idea." That is how it's supposed to go. But Lucasfilm, being Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. say, "Okay, Taika, we've had many meetings with you. We like your pitch. We like your idea. 
we're now going to publicly announce to the world that you were developing a Star Wars movie and we're going to release it in fucking three years. But now. but that's because when you're a rock star, it is sort of a given that your shit is going to. Do you think Sean Levy's a fucking rock star? I yes. Don't I don't. I don't know. I, I honestly, honestly, I, I made some good I, I things episodes, but I also don't believe he that will Tom... be after July twenty twenty four. Let me but tell I you do... that much. But, I can but, tell but, you that much. I can tell you this much. I can tell you this factually: the Sean Levy film is not greenlit. It's just in development. And that's a fact. Yeah, but they have a different different definition of this. To, to, to what <laughs> I don't know. To what other studios and like people like us classes as that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, they, green, they, they could they could shit. they could they could molest it and manipulate it into whatever they want until the the film is 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 in its uh until its pre production is is essentially over and it is greenlit means go make it now that's not it doesn't mean develop it now it no, means go but they make don't it now. treat it like that and then and then and that's and there's there's and there's different reasons for why that would happen when you have your Patty Jenkins. And you have your Taika Waititi's that you're quote you're quote titans of the industry, then it goes to go without saying if they can make it when they can make it, their film is probably going to get made by that studio who wants more of that cash that they generate. Um, but that's where when it comes to like Sean Levy, I would say no, it's probably not actually greenlit. You know what I mean? And we it's shouldn't a even be having thing. this conversation. It's it's absolutely like like <laughs> ludicrous. I could have this conversation, conversation for the, another two hours. Like, like, like. <laughs> I don't want to have this conversation for two hours. I was supposed to be playing Fortnite. Like, yeah, we need to update people on Baloney. Like, no, no, no. Is Baloney greenlit? I just want to know. No, he's not because no? he hasn't started no, working on his fucking script. <laughs> like, no, when he drinks. When he drinks absinthe and watches uh, okay. that movie with Ewan and Natalie Portman, no, no, no. Here, here's Moulin Rouge. Does he no, get green? No, here's the important thing. Here, here's the important thing that I think to, to understand: when you're making serialized content, certain aspects of something being greenlit are more given than for other things. An original one-off film that has nothing to do with anything, it's greenlit when it's ready and the people paying for it are down and they know that they're going to do it. When it's serialized content and you know you are going to be making a Star Wars film and you know that it this story will continue and so on, then the the green lighting stuff is a little bit more fluid than before. Like it stands to reason. Like I say, yeah, Ahsoka isn't greenlit, but I know that they're gonna make something about that story before they get to that film. So whether it's that or not, something will be greenlit to take the place of that. That goes with it without without saying, but Lucasfilm has a thing of telling fans something is greenlit or or the idea that something is greenlit when that's not what it means and that's why we don't have any of these films like the amount of uh, I only I think off the top of my head know of the the Maz Eisley film, which is probably which is the Jabba film was greenlit with Del Toro directing. The Ray, sorry, not the Ray movie. What's that one? Uh, the Rogue Squadron movie was the other one. Those are the only two that I could lay my top of my head of that were actually made it to the green light process. Well, green, of, Ben from Weiss was supposed to be winning because they, they were getting studio space. Mm hmm. To, to, yeah, for production. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if it was actually like fucking greenlit though, like or to. To what to what what degree that was just like the studio planning and stuff. They but, need to yeah. like no, they know not to do this. Like, oh yeah, with they should know. like they 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 let it permeate in the trades and like with Snyder and, and with us 
that yeah. Lindelof was developing a Ray movie for like over a year. Yeah. They then they just let that there. They didn't comment on it or anything. And is that's the way skeleton and acolyte greenlit. Is that acolyte yeah. cancelled, mate? What are you on about? They didn't. That's <laughs> not even a real show. They didn't film at all. <laughs> yeah, was it was it acolyte cancelled because they didn't pay their taxes or something? Like, like. <laughs> they, they just filmed the trailer. That that's what they ended up. They just filmed the trailer. On. The trailer was yeah. great. Not the series. Um, <laughs> thank you for the super chat, Aria. Aria gave twenty Donkey Kong bucks. It says skeleton acolyte skeleton acolyte news. When can we expect trailers? And I uh, I'll let you say what you want to say, Bespin. I don't want to step on your toes. But let's just say classically, um, the real trailers come about two months before release. And uh, earlier I had a, a DM from Aria asking me if we thought we'd get anything for Thanksgiving. And I would say, I don't expect there to be anything for Thanksgiving. And if anything does come for Thanksgiving, it might simply be a Disney plus trailer um, with like something in it. But, but that I don't, I haven't heard that's a thing. I don't know anything about that. And uh, so in my opinion, um, I wouldn't hold my breath. I think it will be several months before we see anything from skeleton crew or acolyte. And uh, and you could swap them and say acolyte skeleton crew probably is where where we're at with it, right? Does that make sense? Does what I, what I said sound fair to you guys? I mean, I wrote in an article on it like fucking three months ago. Like, yeah. But when people can expect skeleton or acolyte or whatever else, so I shouldn't be expecting a trailer anytime soon. The, yeah. There's one event at the end of the year that like a lot of these studios are paying much more attention to. Mm-hmm. And that's the XP. So I think if anything happens for any of these things, it'll be there. If it's this year, um, I doubt it, but it's a thing to keep an eye on. Like, and I mean Star Wars in general. I don't just mean yeah those two things. Um, it could be anything else. Yeah. Um, it could even just be like a bad batch trailer. But right. CCXP is one to look at. Look at um Indiana Jones last year. That's where they premiered that trailer. Dave Filoni mm-hmm. and. John Favreau were also there to, I think, announce the release date for The Mandalorian. They didn't, like, show anything, but they announced... They were there, like, through a video call and announced, like, a release date, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, so... Uh, wait, wait, are, are you going to be doing anything on, on, on Bad Batch? Anything, anything soon about what you heard about Bad Batch? Or is that just... Probably. Probably? Yeah. Because I need the money. Yeah. So. Hey, I mean that's that's what you do for the money, you know. Yeah, listen, that's not even working on. That's just reporting it. Like ah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when it when it when it comes to to the the animated stuff and the live action stuff, I I just see them as as two different worlds in terms of like the priority prioritization on them and stuff. I have so. fall as addressed in one. I can tell you that. Yeah. You know, hence why you don't see a lot of I mean bad batch coverage from me. Yeah, I, I'm I, I would say like like uh, uh the prospect of an Ahsoka season two. Like if that's like a nine for me of, of interest, then uh Tales of the Jedi is probably like a seven. And then Bad Batch is probably like a four. You know what I mean? That's probably like where my enthusiasm meter is for those those things at the moment. Well, just to go on that scale, for me, an okay. Ahsoka season two is like a six. Okay. Tales of the Jedi is like a four. Bad Batch is like a two. Yeah. Movies yeah. are probably more like seven or eight. 
But I, yeah. I, I think I think when we get closer to that to that movie time of the Filoni film and the stuff that's happening in those shows, I think it's going to be more intriguing to guys like us at that point, because the uh, the the ramifications for it could um, have bigger implications. Oh, no, yeah, that course, are more, more, like, it, it, it will be more, I think, engaging than the first season. Yeah, but the, the idea of like Ahsoka being announced and like us knowing when it's going to go on film doesn't necessarily like excite me. Yeah, you know, like. Yeah. There's nothing on their slate that excites me. Right. There's things I'm interested in, and there's things like I'll, I'll see all of it, but like there's nothing that's like. What would? Oh, I'm curious. Like what, what would, would you, excite what me? Would, yeah. What would? Well, I'm just curious. Like if they, what would they? What could they announce? You know that you would go, my damn man. Now, now I'm back in, baby. Like that's what would it be? Job of the hot movie. Seriously, a job no. of the hut movie? No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. Job. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think cool. the, the, closest they, <laughs> the closest they've gone to it is the Dawn of the Jedi movie, because it's it's something yeah. that's unrelated. And it scares to me, going. and it scares me. Like the, like the idea of of that stuff, the idea of like de- definitively playing with with the um, mythos of Star Wars. It's like right. you got to be fucking. That has to be like the best thing you've ever done, Mangold. It has to be. You have to make it the best thing you've ever done, or it's going to disappoint. You know, it's, it's weird. Or think like hire weird... a filmmaker or something that I love and that they're developing a Star Wars movie. Like that would be, you know, very. Okay, exciting. what filmmakers do you love? The Safdie brothers. I knew you were gonna fucking say. Uh, it. I knew it. I knew Snyder. it. Snyder. He's a Snyder. Snyder guy. <laughs> I love the Safdie brothers. I love the Safdie brothers. I love Good Time. One of my favorite movies, so is Uncut Gems. Um, I don't know, like some they would like be up there. It's like we talked about Taylor Sheridan the other day. Yeah, if he did a Star Wars show, like a limited series, I'd be very excited for that. Yeah, Yeah. like it's just at the moment, like I said, the closest they got to it was Dawn of Jedi because it's not related to anything else. What I wanted from Taylor Sheridan, if Taylor Sheridan announced uh, Hut and High Water, you'd be really excited, right? Oh, oh, right, the hell right, yeah, like. Well, what, yeah, what I was saying, what I was saying the best one yesterday is I was like, yeah, you know, when you look at like Book of Boba Fett, um, that was like this this sort of wannabe western, and it was all right. It had some good moments to it, but if Taylor Sheridan had done it, he would simply be translating a western into Star Wars in western with tech, essentially, and I think that it would be well better. It would be it would have been completely on the whole thing. Even down to how he takes Tatooine or Moss Eisley at the end or whatever. It's, like, it's, yeah, like, it's, it would have been like, better. It's like Gilroy and Andor. Like he said before, right, that he like based that of some scripts that never got like made as films, and it's it's just like an incredible story and a great story just in a Star Wars skin. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. that would be a great spy thriller no matter what, like whether it's in the Star Wars universe or, or somewhere else. Right. And I think Sheridan would be another example of it. You let him write the limited western series and then you just slap a star wars skin on it it would probably translate well yeah um the the thing that i was that i've wanted for years from star wars is for them to like leave everything we know i want to move on from the original trilogy the sequel trilogy the empire all of it and right. do something brand new which is what i always hoped taika was doing right or ryan was doing when you reported on those rumors like four or five years ago at this point right. maybe longer um that excites me a lot more. Like, I want the shows in the original trilogy and wherever else 
to exist alongside this new developing world with the, that, that, that they're making. That's the thing that excites me more than anything else. And they haven't given us that yet. You know, the, like I said, the closest thing we got to it is Mangold with Dawn of Jedi because it's so disassociated from the rest of it, which is what obviously he wanted as well, for we know from interviews. Yeah. But what about you guys then? What, what would be the thing that gives you the 9 or 10 as an announcement that's being made? Rob? Um, well, look, man, I mean, Tony Gilroy doing anything I look at it, I'm interested in, but it's still, it would be years away. I think the problem I have, yeah, he's, with I think he's too getting excited. too up there too. I don't think, I think he's going to yeah, get he's too up this. there, dude. I, yeah. I mean, he's a dude who could shepherd. <laughs> I, I think the problem I have is just that, and it's not like, Oh, I, I have a problem with Kathleen Kennedy and like a CEO isn't going to solve these problems. I just think creatively, what I just need to see some kind of shift away from galactic starship, like not saying the experience, but that cartoonishness and more into at the Rogue One, Return of the Jedi. I mean, uh, Empire Strikes Back, you know, a new hope kind of grounded reality kind of bit, you know, like I, I get excited when I see that sort of thing. So like, hey man, if Gareth Edwards was coming back to do something, I'd get, I'd actually be excited about it. You know what I mean? Like, despite what people think. So, um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the creator. It was one of my favorite films this year. Even though, is it the greatest script? No, but it's way better than any of this comic book shit that's come out for the most part, aside from Loki. You know, like, yeah. so it's like if you could just. The problem is getting excited with Lucasfilm. I like, I was excited when Lord Miller were going to do Solo. I'm like, I'm against this idea, but these two guys. You just don't know what you're going to get with them. And then halfway through, they get rid of them. So I'm like, how am I supposed to? If they announced James Cameron tomorrow was going to do some shit, I'd be like, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't. What you know, about Christopher McQuarrie? Same thing. I'll believe it when I see it. And Christopher McQuarrie has talked about if he did his own Star Wars thing. I know what he's done off the record, but yeah, and he would say, one. and he doesn't believe he could make something that would be as fun as the first Star Wars film. You know, it's his own words. He doesn't think that there's a an appetite for that, what, whether with the fans or, or otherwise. So, like, that bothers me because I don't think Star Wars should just exist in cynicism. You know, I love the tone of Andor. There should be times for cynicism. There should also be times for high adventure. Yeah. And um, the problem, though, is when you're saying you're going to make, like, you know, a dramatic storyline high adventure is the hardest thing to get in there because you feel like it's detouring away from the drama. And that's, so that's the, the weird balance. And so they sort of need one, they need one playground right now. Like I thought the Mando stuff would just be one thing on Disney plus anything that goes under would fall under Mando. We'd have one big sandbox with Mando stuff, but when it's all this other stuff and it's like an Ahsoka and it's a canoe and it's all this other eras. I don't know, man. It's just, it, I just want a consistency for a little bit that I can like, I know what I'm going to, I can get it for a bit. You know, mm-hmm. everything's too different, right? I mean, it's a wild swing between Kenobi and Ahsoka and Andor. Like you can't, you can't, if you like any one of them and not the other, you can't guarantee you're going to be even interested in the next thing they do. Cause I, I can't even guarantee Mando will feel the same, you know, like, so at this point, that's, that's the problem. I would get excited. Um, if they would just sort of say, hey, you know, we're doing this for a bit here and on Disney plus we're doing that over there. And in the games we're doing this so I could just sort of latch onto it. But I sort of feel like they don't want to 
you know, whoever is doesn't want to put all their eggs in one basket tonally, you know. So what about you, Jason? What would be the filmmakers or what thing that's announced to get you to like a nine or ten? Yeah, I mean, I honestly like we kind of took it from me when we talk, talking about the Taylor Sheridan thing because that's where my my brain is still kind of like stuck. Mm-hmm. As I see, he's the person who's making westerns set in different eras, modern and old. And like I was watching Bass Reeves Lawman this week, I was enjoying it for what it is. And uh, so that guy is the guy I think you could have for the, for the western side of side of stuff. But I also don't feel that Star Wars is entirely a western. I think that is a, an elementary observation to make on Star Wars. It's that's that's, that's all it is. That's all. It's like no, it's not. It's a, it's a lot more than that. And um, the one thing that I think that we have got a lot is that elementary observation, though, is of it's a Western, but it's also Arthurian legend. And if somebody was going to really come and like really take that, like like once again, homeboy from uh, I always say Green Knight, like if Green Knight had been a Star Wars film, I would fucking love that. That would have been great. Yeah, cause um, you were telling me that when you're watching Lawman, you couldn't help but think of because he's, yeah. he's essentially bounty hunter at some point. Yeah, what it would have been if he did the Mandalorian. Yeah, he's essentially like a slave who is given the opportunity to to win his freedom. His master tr- fucks him over and 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 stacks like a deck of cards against him, so he loses. He kills the master and makes himself free. Uh, so it's kind of cool because he kind of does win his freedom legitimately, but then has to kill the guy, wait for the civil war to end, and then but he's an ethical being. And they continue to like give him jobs as a lawman, and then eventually he's a bounty hunter. And I'm like, as I'm watching this, I'm like, this is actually like a fucking better, like Boba Fett origin. You know what I mean? Like I could see Boba Fett getting fucking arrested by the uh, Republic, put into chains, and then and then we open it up with him being a fucking slave on Tatooine, and then escaping and moving from there, and then ruling the planet. Like there was just like there's just such a better story, and all of Taylor. Uh, origin stories are better than what Star Wars currently does with its modern origin stories too so when it comes to that side of things yeah but I I feel that the the like I said like the uh, knights and the the royalty side of things of Star Wars and that shit it's um, it's been sidelined in a bad way because the prequels wanted to be a costume drama the prequels didn't do that stuff George Lucas didn't know the difference between that stuff and a costume drama when he made the prequels for some reason he got it all mixed up and yeah, um, I mean, Star Wars starts off like American yeah. graffiti in a very way, very and THX 1138, where he's shooting things like they're documentaries in a way, right? Yeah. Like, yes, it's Buck Rogers, yes, it's cartoon mandate, but he's shooting it, you know, trying to use Super 16, you know, he's trying to get that grid in there, he's trying to make it feel like this world is just sort of playing out. But in this world, these crazy things can happen, but it feels real. And when it doesn't feel real to me, is when I just go i just can't you know and it doesn't mean you can't have pod races and all that stuff but it has to feel real it can't feel like a big stupid car let it be a cartoon make 2d animation i like the clone wars when it's a 2d cartoon because i can just the jedi powers work better to me as a cartoon but when i see liam neeson and ewan mcgregor running like the flash it looks stupid to me i'm like i can't i can't this is not Mm. i can't look at so that's where i i fall out of it you know and yeah. I think that Taylor Sheridan thing is exactly he's not making 
uh bonanza 50 styles westerns right like it feels Not real even though it's he's he, he's he's taking the uh the the basic storytelling qualities that worked in old louis lamore novels and how right. that was sort of like 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 if you take every louis lamore novel they're all plug and play act one two and three what happens in those actors only like three or four different things he's pretty fucking up on it but then he takes that and he applies like the golden age of television style scripts drama and music and pacing and everything and then like so it's at one on one part of it is super super basic another part of it is actually like he knows what he's doing today and that's that's a that's a kind of a rare qual that is a george lucas quality too actually i would say you know what i mean in somebody but um but in terms of like like an idea that would like really make me go oh my god it, it, it has to be something i never thought of before and the problem is is that it all of the ideas that i am continually usually getting are ideas that i thought of before that are just sitting there people scratching their heads going well what's next well we never did the origin of jedi and then like okay you know it, it's stuff like that and I, i'm not knocking it i understand i think those opportunities do need to get knocked out but then what happens after we've done all of those you know then 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 what well that's you know? called hot shotting that's the thing in wrestling where you're like what happens when we put together like a cage match and a hell in the cell and a da -da 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 -da, all, all in one big show then what yeah the the, the real problem right and this is there's no way you can get out of this but you know mm -hmm. lucas had the empire everyone thought the empire looked fucking badass great enemy yeah. luke defeats the empire great song great what, song what's next yeah see what i'm saying and anything you do they'll go it's just a derivative of the empire right so it's almost like you need just like force bad guys that aren't trying to build an empire you know what i mean that you need just something totally totally different that is not as organized with one big fleet fighting another big fleet you know like yeah you, but, you sort of just need for a while at least until there's an appetite for it again because it's sort of you know just what they keep doing over and over again yeah like ben says i think the origin of the jedi is so risky to make and like and that's that's the whole thing like with with the the concept as they have presented it is like this might be a thing where you know like this this war is happening on this planet and then over you know so they start to discover the force and then and then uh you know that that changes things how things work and opening that up but it might not even start with them starting a jedi order we don't really know like it might it might be just the well, i thought it might lead to the series that does but, but we see jason you know there's a lot of ways is, of taking this is the concept. where this is where visions like season one like really mm -hmm. excelled in some areas when you watch like the ronin or you watch uh the the ninth jedi or whatever like they just set up these premises that are already occurring in a universe where like yeah. all right i'm on board you know so like but when you speak about well it's a sith and it's a thing and, like it it's too what's the word i'm thinking of it's too it's too broad or intangible or what just if you if you place a character that you can latch onto in mm -hmm. the middle of a situation in which conflict is happening then you'll go on with them right now we're just having a hard time we minute you latch on to someone like you latch on to mando then they're like yeah you know mando's not the focus now or you land on to kenobi and then kenobi's not really the focus now it's this is a problem you know like ahsoka's in it but she's not really the lead is this other thing and then you're like all right man you know like you gotta you gotta have someone to go on the adventure with you gotta pick one you can't you, amateur writers tend to write like novels where they're like i got three protagonists because they can't figure out who's going to be the person you hang out with and yeah you're like no don't. you got to you got no choice you know like stop 
you know everyone wants to be george rr R. martin but it's like well he even he can't finish his books so like well, th- don't... that 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 is that is a problem with a lot of the the modern um, protagonist in star wars characters is that if they they tend to not really have a voice and, right. and it's not until you just get a bunch of it that the voice just like develops but that's not necessarily like the best way like you know when you when you meet han solo in one minute you know everything you need to know about the guy there's nothing you know what i mean you get him and a lot of the characters don't necessarily have that. I mean, that's very fucking lucky and and rare. But KM22 says, what about a Wolf of Wall Street style film exploring the rise and fall of Newt Gunray? I just want to see Lot, <laughs> Lot Dot on Quaaludes. I'm in. I'm in. Lot like, Dot trying to get into the speeder, you know, and it'd be great. Hold on. I Actually, Jason, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but um, this was actually in development. <clears throat> yeah, I, I just want everyone to know, the uh, Nemodians only talk that way when they're high on coke. They actually sound, uh, yeah, they actually sound like British people. Oh, but wow. uh, when they're when they're high on coke, uh, they just sound like uh, racial Japanese stereotypes. I'm sorry, right. like, and that makes they you were laugh. high the whole yeah. yeah 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 they were high the whole time yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, Rick had a he had a coke budget, and those puppets they just went off. You know, can stop them. Yeah. It's like a three act play, and uh, the third act it just got really high. Yeah. Uh, a, a guy I know would would tell me he's like, yeah, George Lucas. He just thinks that it accents are the funniest thing. Like, if oh, yeah. you really want to win him over, you just do accents, and yeah. he thinks you're amazing. Yeah. Well, my my favorite thing to do in in, in Australia was to say, uh, "Good good day, mate. Good <laughs> oh, day, mate." Right. Yeah, I got it. Get out, get got out of here, George. You, you need to go. <laughs> <laughs> you need to retire again. You need to re re retire. Good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's Foster's for beer, mate. Um, yeah, but all right. I think we did it, guys. I think we did it. I think we got a, we got it. We got a stream out. We didn't even think we were gonna do one, and we did it. So, anything else to say before we go, Mister Bestman? This stream was greenlit. By hey, me. it was greenlit. I encouraged this. Greenlit. The stream was greenlit. By mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it, it, I mean, you know, agree to disagree because I think it was greenlit when I scheduled it. I think it wasn't until you had the article and I scheduled that it was greenlit. So, um, we'll, uh, I don't know if there'll be any more Star Wars news between now and Thanksgiving. So I'd imagine there won't be, and that will, or any, any real news, anyways. Maloney well, fired uh, his chief creative officer by tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> this film collapses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then OpenAI picks him up. You know what I mean? It's a whole thing. Like, <laughs> just, you know, yeah. Kathleen Kennedy signs a new deal for three years. That's going to be the story tomorrow. Cam22 <laughs> um, says, does subscribing to the YouTube channel make you a YouTube channel, subs- a YouTube, uh, channel subscriber? It does. It does. So just, just go to the Making Star Wars page on there and there's like a little button that says subscribe click that and then you just say that you want to subscribe and then you're a channel member so that that's that's the the, the best way um other than patreon to to support the, the this old show and um just don't uh the thing i wanted to say before we left really quickly is uh there's going to be a lot of people taking this stuff and then perverting it to mean what they want it to mean for an agenda or what the reality in which they wish they lived and um, the article today, the, the news that we got today does not mean that. It doesn't, it just simply means, it, here's how the process works and the process is in the article. And most people won't read the article. They won't read Bestman's article or the original Bresnikan article. They're just gonna simply just go, hey, you know what? Uh, I saw this thing on 
you know, den of jackasses or some shit like that. And here's what it means. Well, that's, that's just a fucking lie. It's, it's not true. It's not, it's just, it's just going to confuse everything and it's going to allow certain content creators to make more bullshit content and more outrage content. That's obviously good for them and super chats, but not good for star Wars or reality. And I'm all for people telling it how it is when it's the I truth. Like super by all means, though. by all no means, lie. do that. Oh yeah, I I'll love tell the super you whatever chats. whatever angers you. I'll tell you. You know, I, yeah, I, I anger people all the time. Why don't we get money for that? I'm not angering them in the right way. Is that it, Jason? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, you're not. And if you if you did this, I'd be rich right now. Okay, <laughs> you would be rich. <laughs> I would be rich. Best would I'm still not. be poor, but he would be rich. Yeah, yeah. we'd just string him along. Yeah. Tell him, hey, don't worry, the super chat's in the mail, buddy. You know? We'll be like, hey, man, your your super chat was greenlit, but it didn't yeah. go to production. So, but once again, it was greenlit, I... but it wasn't really greenlit. So, was it really <laughs> yeah. greenlit? You know? Yeah, it wasn't really greenlit. It was yeah. <laughs> got greenlit, buddy. I just smoked it. Um, like a leprechaun. But, yeah, but basically, uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I respect anybody who does the Star Wars stuff with sincerity and passion and honesty. That's that's all you could really ask for, and the, the people that are going to take this and make it into something that it's not, well, they're they're fucking either they're they're jackasses or they're insincere fucking idiots, and I ain't got time for it. But I know that it, I have to live in that in that space, and that means I'm going to have to see like people going, well, actually, uh, and it's just like I ain't got time for it. But uh, you know, hopefully we do get that that Gungan costume drama someday. You know, it'll happen. All right, everybody. Thanks, thanks for Bespin for for getting that article out for us to use on the show as quickly as you did, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Pat. And thanks for greenlighting me to do that. <laughs> you're you're welcome. And uh, yeah, we'll, I think we'll be back after Thanksgiving, uh, talking about Star Wars news if there's anything. And um, everybody have a good Thanksgiving and a good holiday or whatever it is that you do for that that time. If you're not in the United States, I don't know what you guys do, but work. do your thing. Work. Go to work. work. Make some money. And we'll see everybody uh, next week. Bye. Come on, let's go.